Why does this go. guy hate me? That's the thing. <laughs> okay, happy Gandhi's birthday. How am I? How are you supposed to say that? Because it's a national holiday. It's, it's you, basically called like we got, Gandhi Jayanti here. It's a okay. It's basically like celebration of his life type thing. Okay. All right. As so a tribute, Sean, the, as a as yes. a tribute to him, it's a dry day nationwide because he thought oh. alcohol was social evil. So way to go sitting in a pub and telling me this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess that probably would look a little weird. Okay, here's here's what I'm familiar with, you know, from a the world's largest democracy. Is um so I I do remember the homespun um deal so you could get textiles from England out. I do remember that. Um, and I do remember that England had the uh, the 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 monopoly on salt, which is hilarious since you were surrounded by the sea. And he did a march of I don't know how long it was, but it was like a couple hundred miles, which is brilliant dramatic strategy. I mean, I got kudos. And then mm-hmm. um, and then he auctioned off the salt he had. Am I right on that one? I would guess the auctioning. <laughs> the auctioning part was the the brilliant part because that says. F you, I'm in business for myself. Now, <laughs> incredibly dangerous move. Mm-hmm. God knows that. The, what's really weird is by modern day, everybody thinks the queen was so great. And you're like, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. this was in her lifetime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's a- from, a, from a religious ethnic thing, let me, let me go over this real quick. Because he was in the mm-hmm. part of separating what we know as India and what we Americans know as Pakistan, which used mm-hmm. to be the same country. Mm-hmm. India used to be made up of 25% Muslims after the split, 12% Muslims. What's really sad is I'm pretty sure my numbers are right. <laughs> but then, but then after the separation, the world's biggest migration happened of 10 million people. Either if you were Hindu, you went to the Hindu side, Muslim, you went to the Muslim side, just like prison war. And Mm -hmm. a million people were killed in the fighting over that. So the king of peace, I don't know, bro. (laughs) History says it wasn't peaceful. Yeah, that is true. So where do you go from there? I mean, obviously, most interesting human being I've ever heard of, because he Mm -hmm. had a pretty solid life. I mean, he was a, well-known lawyer, made money, and then came back home and lived like basically a Hindu peasant. Am I? Is it fair to say? Yeah. There yeah. is some... <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up. There is some creepy shit as well that I'm not going to no. get into. <laughs> Isn't there always? It's politics. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> yeah. I, I find the whole thing fascinating. And, and, uh, and, you know, think about that. 70 years ago is all we're talking about. But, mm-hmm. So the other question of that whole thing is, was all of that possible because England was getting the shit beat out of them by Germany? There is a, there is a portion of that which was accurate right. for the sole reason that Very they were so tactical, busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. tactical move. <laughs> and yet I, they've I, already taken your guys, you know, a whole bunch of the money. I mean, nothing personal, but they had already robbed mm-hmm. you guys blind like they do everybody. Well. Yeah. Huh. Because, I mean, England was fighting in Africa. They were fighting you guys in India because that was still a fight because they had to send people in. And then Germany was clobbering them until America got in. Um, I think they were I think they were probably fairly close to folding before we jumped into that deal to save our our idiot cousin. Um, (laughs) 
don't you think that it's odd that a lot of the colonies rebelled for lack of a better word, thanks to Germany fucking with England? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, here's the thing that no Irish people ever admit. We stored arms for Germany. I mean, mm -hmm. we had a common enemy. So hell yeah, we helped them out. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know long term. I don't know why anybody gambled on a world war with just one country. Because mm -hmm. you don't have the manufacturing to move things to other places. It just doesn't make sense. You know, and the Brits were used to rolling in places, killing a bunch of people, and then keeping enough of the locals in power to keep a lid on their friends. I mean, they, they were they were a, they were a good mob in the it, British. I mean, not good, like good. They were good at it. Mm -hmm. OK, so what India was left? after the British came out. So if I remember it, let me, let me try to remember my history because we're in 47, 48, 49, right? Mm -hmm. 1950s, America was, we came up with bebop music and rock and roll and you guys were fighting for your souls and lives and, uh, and no one helped as usual. The, uh, <laughs> so did they just pleasantly walk out like the Romans did out of London or... It scorched earth policy. It burned everything before you left. I don't think they did that. Because by then, the rebellion was pretty strong. Where yeah. they basically just removed all their politicians and their local governors out of India. And by right. then, Gandhi had already like started the process of the political party that was going to lead India and things like that. Which was right. Nehru, who was our first prime minister during that time. Right. And during that time was when Nehru had like some sort of disagreement with Jinnah, who was the one who asked for Pakistan being a separate country on its own. Right. And it was like finding the middle ground between them, but a lot of lives were lost during that process. Right. A lot of lives were lost. Mm -hmm. Okay, so can we be honest without you getting yourself in trouble over there and just go, this was all religious warfare at the end of the day? It is right. Tim. I think I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, you had mm -hmm. and, and look, and I understand that God knows, you know, I'm, I, I have grown up Catholic, which would be considered Christian, even though we don't throw ourselves in there and they don't throw us in with that deal. Um, mm -hmm. And most of the other religions here in America are absolute and utter minorities by comparison. So yeah. if if one of those other religions was put in charge of my city, yeah, I'd probably get the hell out of here, too. Well, you know, the, the problem is for me is religious fanaticism, period. I just mm -hmm. I don't understand the argument over yours is better than mine just so you can give them 10 percent of your income. I mean, I just and I yeah. really mean it. I don't understand it. And I'm sure in Ireland they would hang me for that kind of stuff. But I I just I don't I don't I don't find that that important, you know, and mm -hmm. I know others do. Because God knows I fight against them every day and they, they think their way is the right way. Well, that's the that's where I'm going with all of this. Is mm -hmm. so you, you get the Muslim state and then all yeah. the freaking million people die. And you go, dude, I told you this is what was gonna happen. And mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody has this belief that they're the pure religion and the pure state. And yeah. this is Christians and Muslims, and I would assume Hindus are the same way. Um, I think you guys were mostly nonviolent though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly until you turn violent and then you kill everybody. 
<laughs> is that fair? Is is that a bad version of our interpretation of the reincarnation thing? We're like, okay, <laughs> everybody's got to go. I'll see you next time. I mean, but, but you got to look at it and go that when you when you have a true faith religion, like the Muslims are a true faith religion. They believe Muhammad mm -hmm. is, is the one. Um, you are supposed to spread the word, and we have evangelical Christians who believe the same thing. And yeah. I'm on the more mild side of that whole thing. I'm not. I'm just not that severe about anything. I don't really. Uh, mm. I, I need to witness it. I need to witness it for me to be all in. I mean, I really do. But the. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just curious of looking at the numbers on that whole thing. What? Yes, you accomplished with the world's biggest democracy. He did. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't need to do it. But then his own people shot him. Am I right? Yeah. Always he your was own assassinated. <laughs> right. By a fellow Hindu, right? Mm -hmm. Who probably thought he was giving away the farm. Exactly. That's pretty much his uh, theory behind that guy. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it kind of always works out the same way. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's the thing I'm pointing out is, it isn't the other guy that kills you. It's your own people who, you know, believe in the extremism, you know, that, that we're the only ones that can do this. So um, which country has flourished more since the 1950s, Pakistan or India? It would be India, but um, right. By, just mm -hmm. by a long so shot. Is so that, is that because you guys have adopted some version of, how the English ran the government, you, you could get over the kingdom deal. Um, mm -hmm. Is that part of that? I mean, and I'm asking this it. question. I'm not trying to go anywhere with this. I'm asking. Part of it as well. Uh, but also part of it would be, I guess, uh, uh, agriculture. All the fertile lands were oh. left in India. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, it, so much it for the non-partisan <laughs> non drawing of the lines. We'll just give you mm -hmm. no food. <laughs> wow that's brutal and it's a and i think uh, it's a i think population wise they are a smaller country and right. i also i a couple of their really liberal leaders got assassinated over the years like benazir right. bhutto was one yeah. who was yep. well educated and long right. during a rally right. wow then they had a military coup for a while. Now their former prime minister, who is the cricket captain, I think he's in jail for some sort of corruption thing, or is he, I don't know wow. when he got released. So it's because of those systemic problems, Bej. But yeah. on the bright side, yesterday I did see the article that said that in the last week, they their currency did the best amongst all the currencies in the world. So I'm not sure what's happening there. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Because I'm still sitting on some Vietnamese duong I need to get rid of. <laughs> okay, so so just 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 for hilarity's sake, this is the problem with being in the restaurant business. So about five or eight years ago, I had a guy that literally he was a money trader, and mm -hmm. uh, and he's in the restaurant one night and he goes, "Hey, if you've got an extra thousand or two thousand dollars, you should buy some Vietnamese duong. It's literally called dong to the Vietnamese." <laughs> And uh, and I was like, why? And he goes, it's getting ready to take off. And I mm. rarely bite on anything like that. But it was such a small amount of money. And the downside mm -hmm. would be 1%, 2 or 3%. And the upside could be 20% that yeah. I'm still sitting on some <clears throat> Vietnamese <laughs> dong. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> when people go, you, what kind of business are YouTube, you? YouTube, please don't censor us. <laughs> it is literally the name of the money. It's, we are not saying anything mm -hmm. weird. It's the name of the money. Yeah. And so then the guy, he died. I'm not kidding. The customer died. Oh, God. What do you do with that? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was out. Yeah. Crazy town. So that's the story of my Vietnamese dong. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what, what do you guys do for the holiday other than alcohol is poison of, uh, so did, did he, did Gandhi, because this is part of his deal. I didn't, I didn't know that. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. Out of all the things, because, you know, we had a temperance movement in Ireland where they believed that the Brits came in and gave us alcohol to control the population. Did Gandhi believe oh, well. that same thing in India? Oh, not really. He just thought it was a uh, social evil. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think his son was an alcoholic. So did you guys have, did you guys make homebrew and stuff like that? Because so in, in Ireland, you know, half of the pubs are a public house, meaning you could come mm -hmm. to my house and buy some beer that my wife cooked in the back room. Hopefully it didn't kill you. And that's where it all yeah. came from. And so when they finally made everybody license, half of the homes in Dublin were public houses. Half. <laughs> That's huh. an unusual population. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. So he first 20 years or so of his life, he's in South Africa, mm -hmm. um, which the Dutch were so nice to everybody there. So he <laughs> had to see what happened with the Dutch and he mm. was pre Nelson Mandela. So it wasn't like he saw that coming. What gave him the great idea to do the peaceful stuff in India? I think it did it start in South Africa, if I'm not mistaken, where he was asked to oh, move to know. another carriage. I think it was yeah. it started there, and he oh, saw the discrimination. Was that, was that where still, the train? Yeah, that was, was the that train a, thing. Okay, it wasn't in India. Mm -mm. Interesting. Well, even weirder. Okay. Yeah, but then the non-violent movement was just something that I think he came up with with the way to protest there was like a violent version of the movement as well yeah the extremist side is. of freedom fighters mm -hmm. those right. are the guys who Malcolm... mm. well we had malcolm x and uh mm -hmm. and then the reverend and and every you know hey man i am not a i'm not a peace believing person i just i don't yeah. think it works you know so <laughs> if, if somebody if somebody starts a fire i go oh well let me bring my flamethrower and some grenades <laughs> so, I don't, so i i get both sides of that and, but mm. the peaceful movement generally ends up in power because the violent people scare everybody yeah i i think that's a fair fair description so mm -hmm. um and then the violent ones always get charged with some a murder or some crime towards the end oh, of it. God, it it's the way to like, put them down get rid of them. like right. so many massacres like just before the british left during the freedom fight like oh, one thing where they killed like an entire stadium full of uh sikhs it's called the jallian Wallabad massacre it's basically the name is that the why the is that why the Sikhs now carry the knife on them all the time? Is that <laughs> no, from that? that was part, no, that oh. was part of their original uh, religion oh. itself. It's something about them yeah, carrying I... 5Ks is what we learned in yeah. school, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Wow. Well, I don't know where we go with any of this, but the <laughs> uh, the challenge for anybody is, is once 
you get the big power out of there, then who's the local power that takes over and are they any better? Mm -hmm. yeah. See, the, the lucky part was we had educated people who, uh -huh. like the guy who wrote our constitution, read almost five other countries' constitutions and put this one together, which yeah. is why our yeah. constitution actually says that in the preamble itself, it says that India is a secular state because he knew that people were going to fuck with religion later. <laughs> right. Yeah. God, isn't that crazy? Uh, mm -hmm. All that stuff over somebody thinking their God's better than somebody else's. It really is just. Yeah. And I would say it's laughable if millions and millions and millions of people have not been killed over it. But and, and then the intersectional part of it, you look at England, Ireland, Wales and Scotland, and I would throw France in there. How many yeah. millions of people have died over the same Jesus? Yeah. I mean, literally and between Catholic, Protestant. Church of England, you know, I mean, all the other little small factions. <clears throat> it's that that is why I am always concerned with the religious radicals here. Yeah. <laughs> That's the but, funny part about the Ireland and the UK thing. I did see right. something recently where this comic asked how many um Irish people in the crowd and somebody I mean a crowd basically said woo. Right. And the rest of the crowd booed, okay? And so he stops his show and he turns and looks at the people who booed and he's like, 400 years of Irish immigration, these punks are still sitting in my audience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, it's it's nuts. But, you know, I, I that is my single biggest concern here is religious extremism again. And what's mm -hmm. weird is statistically people are not going to church like they've quit yep. going to church and instead of trying to figure out why I, I always tell people with the addiction issues in america you go why do we feel we need to be high all the time i mean that's mm. the issue the issue isn't a drug dealer who's trying to make money in an area where there's no job or a smuggler up from mexico where you, know, you can't get in regular business you smuggle um mm -hmm. Why do we need that? You know, and I, and I told you before, but I don't know if I told the audience, but my British cousin in London, that's a, 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 a what the heck kind of engineering is that when you design cities? Anyway, he's one of those. Um, civil engineers, I guess. I just said, we just can't get enough of anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. civil. I said, we just can't get enough of anything. We just you have yeah. to overdo everything. And you guys don't seem to be that way because Gandhi G, if I say that properly, um, was mm -hmm. the guy that said, don't don't eat more than you need. Don't use more than you need. Anything. I mean, he was literally teaching the most simplistic stuff in life. Yeah, but I think our advertising and our reverence to the Western way of consumerism has mm -hmm. wiped yeah. out all those teachings. <laughs> where you, so, I just look like one of those nut jobs who doesn't want to do anything <laughs> like right. spending wise. <laughs> right. So what would he think? I mean, I really mean this because I know we're probably mm -hmm. actually fairly into our time here. What would he think if he came back to this modern India that is now a production powerhouse? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you guys you guys really have seats at the table all over the world now. And you have people yeah. in every country one way or another. You've populated every country. Um, mm -hmm. Would he be would he be satisfied with what it has become, knowing that consumerism came with that? Yeah, that would be a weird conundrum, right? Economically, right. standard of living-wise, it's actually an improvement. But right. would he be upset about the consumer side of our uh -huh. debt and credit card economy? I wonder. Right. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just an interesting take of where do you, where does it go from there? You know, I mean, hundreds of millions of people have come out of extreme ungodly poverty. Mm -hmm. And then, and then people latched on and, you know, the industrial banking system has kicked in. (laughs) They found their, their new heroin. It's money. If he did come back, I do think that he would sit all the Hindus down and tell them, listen, <laughs> India is not for just Hindus. Knock it off. <laughs> right. But do they not? I mean, isn't that the problem, though? Everybody thinks it's their thing. Mm-hmm. And and you'd say the same thing with Pakistan. You go, OK, you guys are a Muslim nation. Now, what which one, you know, who's in charge? Which yeah. one? And then you're going to when does the infighting start? Because at the end of the day, it becomes tribal. Your family against mm-hmm. my family gets a piece of the power. And yeah. I always try to explain to people here, you go, look, the state government's budget is $15 billion. Those mm-hmm. are a lot of checks you can cut to your friends and family, yeah. even though you're not supposed to. <laughs> a lot of money. And yours has to be in the trillions and trillions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's So yeah. So how does how does it work to give everybody a seat at the table over there from the major religions, which would be Hindu, Sikh, Muslim? What am I missing? See, sometimes it, it, we have like uh, Buddhists and Jains okay. over right. here as well. So yep. one thing is that I think our political system is set up that way, where parties get representation from different states depending on what that state is comprised of. Because that's the weird right. part about us, right? That there are certain states in northern India which would be just purely Sikhs right. as the majority. <clears throat> if you come to right. southern India, there are certain states that have a majority of Christians because those yeah. were the original Portuguese settlements back then, before the British wow. came in. And really? on the other coast, there is the French colony, which is their original settlement before the British came in. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's tricky which is why we had that parliamentary system which is kind of tipped over to one side because the bjp which is the current ruling party managed to get a majority without forming a coalition which has never happened in history before so the problem with this particular government is not that it is um whatever they're doing right now, but they managed to form a government and have enough seats in the parliament without anybody, any other party's help. The reason why it used to be balanced before was because you had to cut deals and form a coalition. Yeah. And not that kind of coalition that Bush was talking about. (laughs) The coalition (laughs) of the willing. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. How much time we got left? We should have about 15 minutes left. Oh, cool. All right. What's on next, brother? The story that we did record last week, but due to technical difficulties, I don't have a copy of it that I could upload. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hassan Minaj making up shit on his uh, comedy series. I mean, on his comedy stand-up show. Right. Okay. Are we just... Are we just penalizing him because he's brown smart funny and started Mm. making a ton of money i mean literally okay as an irish person i have never let the truth get in the way of a good story and as Mm. a comedian i've never let the truth get in the way of a good story (laughs) what makes a story funny in comedy 
is the extreme. So mm. if I am doing Irish comedy, I blame the English for everything, even though it did not happen to me personally. Did to my yeah. dad, did to my grandfather, did to my aunts and uncles, everything else. I get to own that. That's my history. I mm-hmm. literally do. And then for some English prick to come in and go, what didn't happen to you personally? And you go, see, right there is what I'm fucking talking about. It's you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, think of Eddie Murphy. When Eddie Murphy made it huge, he was kind of the first um, living room acceptable black man that was funny and eloquent and sharp and it made a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And then he got tired of the whole Hollywood thing. He just kind of dropped out. Yeah, but they all were doing the same thing to him. And you you look at anybody who makes it big that doesn't fit the mold, or mm-hmm. hell, even if they do fit the mold. What I would say to anybody is, look, the whole thing about newspapers and print and television and everything else is to build you up so they can cut you down. The build up yes. sells papers, the cut down sells papers. They're mm-hmm. in the paper business. They're not in the <laughs> making making a young Indian comic famous business. They're not. Yeah. So right and, now, but, I'm pretty sure he lost the gig at the Daily Show, and right, because wow. they said that they spread opening up the search or something. Because I think he was supposed to be the one who took over. I'm not sure. Okay, but everything on the Daily Show is slight bullshit as well. John Stewart mm-hmm. is not. John Stewart is Jewish. His last name is not Stewart. He's not out of the Stewart clan <laughs> from Scotland and England. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not part of the House of Stewart. Unless he was a slave. That's the only reason he would have been in the House of Stuart. So that whole premise is fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Stuart plays him, played himself off to be as a fake newsman, which unfortunately yeah. there's an entire generation. That's where they got their news from the late show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So how does he not fit in perfectly? That's the thing. It, like a lot of people do say that um, it was a brown comic coming to the forefront, which was not acceptable, (laughs) which is why they had to go dig up all these interviews of his. It it was just rubbish. What I I would say, and I really mean this to anybody listening, so I'm I'm in a political event and some guy's doing something that's violating my um, constitutional rights here in America, which is freedom of speech and freedom to... uh, uh, God, what's it called? Like freedom to get Assemble. together. Yeah. Assemble. Thank you. And so I start cussing and yelling and making a scene. And somebody on the side was like, sir, you are not a gentleman. And I was like, I fucking own a pub. I never claimed to be a gentleman. Go piss <laughs> off. And then went back to yelling at the other. And they were, I am just appalled at the language and this and this. Anyone that challenges who's in charge at the time or anyone who challenges a dynasty Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're a comedian who nobody has any respect for comedians anyway. We mm-hmm. are the debauchery. Did, I mean, my God, did anybody watch the crew from Saturday Night Live just go down the tubes? Literally, <laughs> snort, Coke, Snort, and Chevy Chase was the most successful one in the long run because he lived longer. John Belushi is a comedian. That's what comedians do. I don't know why these expectations are put on people that ride the edge. And the yeah. deal about riding the edge is, so do I need to be a gang member and kill people to talk to you about gang members and killing people and then making it funny mm-hmm. because it's uncomfortable? No, yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. 
but he's got a unique perspective in his life. He really mm-hmm. does. I just think it's shitty. I really do. Yep. The one thing that they were saying about him was that they're not going to take people who talk about racism to a brown people seriously in the future. But I was like, dude, he did it in a stand-up show. I don't know what you'll expect from him. <laughs> um, so I don't know if people need to hear this, but but that is the the biggest thing about white people, brown people, yellow people, red people, black people learning about each other is we got to laugh at the stupid shit that every single race does because everyone has some weird shit. Now, yeah. we all know only white people can be racist, but now that was a joke <laughs> that I stole from an Indian lady, which I thought was brilliant. Brilliant. But look, the, the challenge for everybody in this modern world, and it never shows out more than when you get two old white guys on camera that don't know they're on camera and the stupid shit they will say because they didn't grow up in a world where they needed to know anything about you you know Mm. what they needed to know about you is waiter take my plate please that's it (laughs) yeah all they needed to know and and they were okay with that and look it's changed it i I, over here especially um whites are not still the minority they're just no longer the majority and uh, yeah. and I and a lot of people struggle with it. I think it's cool to turn on the morning news and see a whole bunch of people don't look like me and and hear the shit that they laugh at because yeah. they laugh at different shit. I mean, they literally laugh at different shit. And mm-hmm. having worked in kitchens with predominantly immigrants my whole life, I've learned more about other people than most Americans I know. And mm-hmm. he would have been fun to tour with. I mean, Hell he yeah. really would have been fun to tour with. And and we're losing. We're, look, the Democratic Party has quit picking on everybody because we had about a three year period that God, oh, especially yeah. if you were a white male. Jesus Christ. Look, I, I don't take shit for anything anybody else did. I don't take shit for anything my ancestors did. I don't. Eh? Mm. I'm responsible for these actions. That's it. Do mm. I know what happened? Do I admit it happened? Do I know that that screwed somebody over? Yeah, well the whole world and for some reason we figured out that's not the way to win yeah. you know the only way to win is get everybody at the same table agree on a few things and move forward but you know they're who who did they attack before him al franken okay yes. al franken um jewish guy mm-hmm. probably had a shot at running for vp or president because he was smart mm-hmm. everybody knew him from saturday night live he was a comedian so what they catch him doing on a USO tour, being stupid actors and comedians, and literally did not grab a woman's boobs, had his hands outside of it and took a fake picture, of which yes. I can almost guarantee you there were 30 other people who took the same photos and everything else. We are weird people that do weird shit, and usually it's funny. But mm-hmm. that ended his career. I mean, fuck. Yeah. Now he's Over- on like his podcast him that's the only time i yeah. listen to him <laughs> but what a waste so you okay you made your point he shouldn't have taken the photo now i also saw other photos where other people were doing shit to him i used to have this girl i, I did a show at a place called martin city melodrama and we shared a dressing room with men and women and there was mm-hmm. a female actress there named lee lavish she was just stunning stunning beautiful 
and her mm-hmm. chair was next to mine and she would strip down to absolutely nothing because mm-hmm. all the other men there were gay. It was just me, um, the lone straight <laughs> guy, just to see if she could have some effect on me before I had to go on stage. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. do I hold her? Do I hold her in contempt for that? Hell no. I thought it was hilarious. And that's what you do to break the edge of being nervous from going on stage in a few minutes. And it yeah. was funny and nobody thought anything of it. But if somebody caught a picture of that, can you imagine if mm-hmm. if I, you know, next year, if I win my race, I should be the mayor. Can you imagine if the mayor did this <laughs> and there's a naked girl next to him? And you go, no, she did that to me on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hilarious. Still, when I see her, I think it's the funniest thing anybody, it's the funniest prank anyone's ever pulled on me because it was very hard to ignore. I mean, she yeah. just was stunning. What's really sad is I don't know anything about her personality because she was just that damn beautiful. <laughs> I couldn't get beyond it. Isn't that crazy? Maybe she looks so good, Sean, that she didn't work on her personality. Leave her alone. <laughs> there you go. And all the and no and all the talent in the world. I mean, really, truly. So, so look, Al Franken's career dried up because of common pranks with actors and actresses. I mean, and it went both ways. And usually if you're the straight guy, he was probably the only straight guy there. So he was the only one who thought to do the boob thing. None of the gay guys mm-hmm. thought to do it. They were doing it to guys. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually talking about this the last time we tried doing this episode. And we were talking about how even like eight to 10 years ago, shit I wrote or you wrote, we wouldn't write those same jokes now, right? Uh, and, yeah. Okay, so so my sister just died a couple of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. I started getting these video pieces from my nieces who were going mm-hmm. through all of her old photos and videos. And they had yeah. an audition tape that I used to send to clubs. Mm-hmm. And my niece was like, Pat, Sean, why would you make fun of a guy that worked in a parking lot? And I go, oh, you got to watch the whole tape. I'm sure that the racism and sexism will just kill me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were like, why would you do that? And I go, Andrew Dice Clay was the Mm -hmm. most famous comedian in the entire world at that time. Look him up. And then you go, why was everybody going all the way out here to these extremes? For one, let me tell you, folks, it was fucking funny. It was (laughs) funny. And it was a great time to be traveling and audiences were interactive. They could yell Mm -hmm. at you. You had to be smart enough and witty enough to yell back at them, not just call them the C word. You know who I'm talking to here. Um, but you had to you had to play with it. And uh, Andrew Dice Clay is worth somebody looking up and go, okay, but yes, we've moved beyond that. But did comedy suffer because of it? Mm. Yeah. You know, if I was in India, as a white American, middle-aged, balding guy, my entire shtick would be on Indian culture. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what the heck was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times do you eat street food and you have the deli belly? You know, it's a nice <laughs> way to say I shit all over myself. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the toilet was great, but it would have been nice if it had toilet paper. <laughs> you do 40 minutes on the oddities that are normal in another country that were not normal to me. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the audience would laugh and go, God, what a wanker. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we would all be okay with it and have drinks afterwards. Oh yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you know, the the weirdest situation I've been in in years 
Mm-hmm. I went to this dinner. It's called a multicultural dinner, although there were really only blacks and white people there, which that's not multi. That's two. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, I was the one dumb enough to go, well, where are all the Mexicans? And I know a lot of Indians that are not here and a whole bunch of Asians <laughs> that are not here. Where, where are they? And they were like, well, we didn't invite them. And I'm like, well, then you can't say it's multicultural. This is bicultural. <laughs> so, so we're at this table and you're supposed to learn stuff about each other, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and so they, they ask about church. And, you know, have I ever been to a black church? And I go, man, I love black churches. Because when I was a kid, my Catholic parents and aunts mm-hmm. and uncles who were priests and nuns let me go to any church I wanted to. So I went with my neighbors. And so okay. black churches are absolutely fabulous, except the church goes on for four mm-hmm. hours. And I said that at the table and everyone was like, oh, Sean, you can't say that. And I go, four hours. <laughs> and so I had to tell them about my dad. My dad at one hour, he would go to Catholic mass. And if the priest had not said his point by one hour, my dad stood up no matter what was happening and walked out of the church because he felt it was an incompetent search. <laughs> I don't so know with your dad that. really well because that's like shit I would do. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, how many times you got to repeat the same shit and not get to the point, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, But it's a social thing in the black churches. And then they do a lunch afterwards with the same people. And I'm like, I got stuff to do. But I'm going to get some complaints from my black friends. Uh, but, the, but their music is way better. The preaching's way better. It just mm-hmm. goes on too long. And by the end of it, I was like, what are you guys not doing on Sunday that I have to do? I'm like, I got to do my laundry. I got to clean the house. I got to do my laundry. I got to do, you know, I go through all my stuff. They're like, Sean, you can't say that. And I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> all right, buddy, take us out, man. I, we, we covered about everything today. Yeah, today we might get very angry letters depending on my ignorance or uneducated right. response to the questions you asked me about Gandhi. <laughs> well, you should, the funny thing is, is I really mean it when I go, look, I, I know I probably have a better understanding of that than most Americans, especially mm-hmm. Brits, because they've got their own version. 